Hey, what's up, everybody? Before we start this episode, I want to tell you about our new partners, Carney Sando & Associates. Carney Sando & Associates helps educators find jobs that support their goals as teachers and school administrators. An education recruiting firm working with K-12 independent private and charter schools across the globe, Carney Sando provides a free personalized job search service. When you sign up, you are paired with a highly qualified placement associate who will coach you through the search process, review your resume, and advocate on your behalf to schools you're interested in. With a 45-year history of placing talented people in over 1,800 different schools, you can trust the team to find you roles that fit what you are looking for. When it comes to job seeking, relationships matter, and Carney Sando has the connections you need to find your ideal position. Visit CarneySando.com slash 2Dope to schedule a time to speak with a member of their recruitment team. That's CarneySando.com slash 2Dope. C-A-R-N-E-Y-S-A-N-D-O-E dot com slash too dope, and you can schedule a time to speak with a member of their recruitment team. What's up, y'all? I am Gerardo Munoz, and this is the Chicano Logs. Um, this is my new podcast that I launched a couple months ago. Dropped an episode in there, but it occurred to me that never did a, a formal introduction of the work that we were doing. Um, over here at Tudo Productions. So the Chicano Logs is a Tudo production. You're going to be able to listen to this podcast both on the Tudo Teachers and a Mic feed for a while uh, as we bring an audience in. But you will also be able to subscribe to the Chicano Logs podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Um, we are out there. Uh, it's our newest Tudo production. So as you know, we here at Tudo Productions have historically had three podcasts that we're doing. Uh, we produce the Exit Interview podcast. This is Dr. Asia Lyons and Kevin Adams talking about black educators and their struggles and triumphs both within and outside of the education system. Really beautiful stuff. Uh, you can go over to the Exit Interview podcast uh, on their site. This is where uh, Dr. Asia prefers that you listen to it. Um, and of course, there's two dope teachers and a mic uh, for seven years now remixing the conversation on race, power, and education. Uh, the other thing I want to share with you is that we have um, a new sponsor, and uh, that sponsor is Carney Sando & Associates. Carney Sando & Associates helps educators find jobs that support their goals as teachers and school administrators. An educating, education recruiting firm working with K-12 independent private and charter schools across the globe, Carney Sando provered, provides a free, <laughs> doing a really good job on this ad read, uh, believe me, uh, this organization is better than the ad read that I am currently in the middle of. Um, 
Carney Sando provides a free personalized job search service. When you sign up, you are paired with a highly qualified placement associate who will coach you through the search process. And this is, folks, this is a really amazing thing. Um, however you you feel about the situation facing teachers in this country today, there are some of us, and I'm one of these people, who stayed as a classroom teacher in part because I was kind of afraid of seeing what else was out there. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. But it, would, it really would have been cool to have um, some career counseling from an organization like Carney Sandone Associates. Um, this person can coach you through the search process, review your resume, and advocate for your behalf, on your behalf, to schools you're interested in. Uh, with a 45-year history placing talented people in over 1,800 different schools, you can trust the team to find you goals that fit what you are looking for. When it comes to job seeking, relationships matter, and Carney Sando has the connections you need to find your ideal position. Visit CarneySando.com slash 2Dope. That's CarneySando.com slash T-O-O-D-O-P-E to schedule a time to speak with a member of their recruitment team. That's Carney Sando, C-A-R-N-E-Y-S-A-N-D-O-E.com slash 2Dope, T-O-O-D-O-P-E to schedule a time to speak with a member of their recruitment team. And, you know, I got to tell you that uh, Carney Sando's helped us uh, to improve, hopefully, the quality of this podcast. So in the coming weeks and months, uh, we think we think we're going to come through kind of clean for you. Head over to our Instagram at 2DopeTeachers to see more. You can also follow 2DopeProductions um, on the handle 2DopeTeachers on Instagram and Twitter. You can also go to www.facebook.com slash 2DopeTeachers. You can head over to our website, 2DopeTeachers.com, where for now it's all old episodes, but uh, there is a little bit of writing there. Um, there are our episode playlists that we will be putting up periodically. Got a fire playlist from Dr. Erica Glover a couple weeks ago. That's going up this week, and we just really hope that you are down to this. So I want to welcome you once again to the Chicano Logs. Um, this uh, this podcast is, uh, you know, it speaks to a lot of really important things in my life right now. Um, the first is, as a lot of you may know, those of you who know me, I'm in graduate school. I'm working on a PhD and um, one of the challenges that I actually didn't see coming that's, that's actually made this program a little bit difficult in a lot of ways is the search for my researcher identity. You know, I'm trying to figure it out, trying to figure out who I am and what I bring into this. And I've got this incredible network of uh, mentors and peers in, in my program where the root of a lot of what we're working on is how we figure out our critical reflexive identity, right? Um, and so one of the things that I'm trying to do is find my researcher identity, and that's kind of wild because I'm 47 years old. They always told me that, you know, uh, by the end of your 20s, you should know who you are, and I don't. I'm still on that journey. And this researcher identity has been really important to me because... I can't separate who I am from the work that I'm trying to do. I see stories everywhere and um, I find inspiration, um, you know, kind of all over the place. 
Um, so that's part of it. A second part of it is is looking at ways to find incredible stories. We center the Latinx experience, um, but it doesn't mean that all the topics will be exclusively Latinx, Chicanx, um, or one particular cultural group. As you know, there are myriad um, groups out there who connect to our community a lot. Um, we have Afro-Latinos, Af Afro-Latinx people. We have people who are immigrants. We've got people who have been here for generations. Um, we have indigenous roots that a lot of people aren't uh, particularly educated on. And so there's a whole lot of um, search for how we can start telling these stories, how we can start really getting a part of this conversation. Um, back in the 60s, we seemed like we were only capable of talking about race and racism and racial justice uh, through the lens of a uh, black-white dichotomy. Um, and while that dynamic is still really powerful and we as Latinx people find ourselves on both sides of anti-blackness as it exists in our society today, it's extremely important that we recognize that we also have stories that don't naturally fit into that dichotomy. And so telling those stories, I think, um, I think is going to be a really powerful thing. And I think we can kind of, I hope we can do that. I mean, and honestly, um, the third reason that I wanted to start this podcast, y'all... I don't really know how to put this in a way that is um, that minces words or that sugarcoats it. Um, we need healing in our comunidad, y'all. We really do. Um, you know, the problem that we face is always white supremacy. It's always white supremacy. It's um, it's white supremacist capitalist. I would add heteronormative and homophobic patriarchy that that we have in this so this that's the undercurrent of everything that we experience and i think it's really important that we start facing that um but we also need a space where we can heal our own relationships and y'all I, I speak as a person who has done his his share of harm to others in community times that I have been disrespectful to people where I have reinforced um, the pain and the trauma that our people go through. I'm not naive to that. And, um, and I hope those of you who know me uh, know this to be true. But we're living in hard times. You know, I've been working since uh, August of 2022. Um, as a voice for honest education through the National Network of State Teachers of the Year. Um, shout out to NICL, the National um, Youth Center for Law, I think. I think I probably butchered that. Shout out to Rally. Shout out to the National Network of State Teachers of the Year for platforming me and my friends, Monica Washington, Tracy Nance, um, Takira Nagiyoshi, and Chris Deer 
as we try to write and speak and train and push back against these legislative and policy attacks on our people in history. Um, so I've been doing that and I've been seeing how ugly it gets. Um, there's some people out there really spreading some hatred and, and you know, this is, this is as much a racial reckoning as any other um, because we're seeing this, uh, this back backlash. Um, and that um, has, has revealed to me that A, the forces of white supremacy are just extremely well organized. Um, they know their talking points. They roll them out there and they know how vulnerable people in their own communities are um, to hear these things. The second thing I've noticed is that our voices often get drowned out. Black, brown, indigenous um, voices get drowned out in this conversation. And, it, you know, we're not, we're not together on a lot of this. You know, I think some of us are fearful of the consequences if we speak out, rightly so. Uh, there's a threat to black and brown life that um, doesn't exist for a lot of white folks. Um, and, you know, these are things that we have to, we have to be able to acknowledge. At the same time, um, if we allow, if we allow books to be taken off shelves, if we allow for attacks on black and brown educators to continue, then that hurts us all. So it's become really uh, clear to me that we have to act and we have to we have to do this. So it's been really hard um, to kind of watch this happening and um, and to see that in a lot of ways we aren't together as communities. And you know, I say that acknowledging that there's there's a lot of harm, there's a lot of pain out there, and I'm not a person who can sugarcoat that. I'm not capable of saying that people's pain can be minimized. Um, but I do think that there's a way. There's a way for us to start a conversation. And, you know, I, I sort of hope that the Chicano Logs is, um, is a place where this can happen. I've lined up a lot of guests, some really, really amazing people who will make you laugh, cry, think deeply, some people that might even make you a little bit angry and and that you may disagree with but you know I really want to host these conversations and I want I want to enter the chat so to speak um that a lot of you out there have been in for a while I'm going to take a quick break when I come back I'm going to talk a little bit about my week and talk a little bit about what I'm up to uh keep it locked right here on the Chicano Logs Welcome back to the Chicano Logs, everybody. Segment two of two. It's Gerardo Munoz, still here, came back. Um, and uh, I hope you all are having a really good day. Um, I think this should be dropping on Mayday. Um, check out our emergency podcast with, um, with some folks uh, who are attempting to organize a Mayday walkout um, and uh, a general strike for safety of children in schools. And so really hope you enjoy that conversation. Um, it's been a really interesting week as we conclude uh, April. It's so wild to me that it's like May already because I just feel like COVID did something to really screw up our sort of 
uh, relationship with time where, where I don't know, man, I keep talking about decolonizing time, uh, something I learned from my friend Marilyn Suniga. Um, but man, it's like the realist. Um, like, I can't believe that as I record this, tomorrow's May 1st. And, uh, you know, Two Dope Teachers is going to be super sweet with, um, with some, uh, interviews with Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander teachers and educators from um, from across these networks I've been so blessed to be a part of so that's gonna be really cool um, but I guess, I guess I had a little bit of a, a wonderful reset about a week ago um, I had an opportunity to go and uh, do a workshop with Dr. Uh, Yemi Stembridge. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, Dr. Yemi, I mean, first of all, you got to get familiar with him, man. You really do. Um, this dude is phenomenal. Um, and, you know, if you're somebody who knows me, you know that there's, I just haven't, um, I've been doing a lot. I've been working really hard to um, to discover what's important to me um, over this academic year. I left teaching. I now work in the central office of Denver Public Schools, um, and I'm continuing my graduate program, working on these fellowships. I'm still I'm trying to take the podcast to the next level and do these kinds of things. And so I'm a really busy person. I should probably actually be reading right now. I need to be doing my homework, which I will. Um, but I had this opportunity, uh, the University of Northern Colorado, in conjunction with another org whose name escapes me right now, um, brought Yemi in to do a workshop with us. He's got a new book coming out called Brilliant Teaching, um, which is really, you know, he, you know, we we had a chance to talk about what's going to be in that book. Um, he's also got previous books that he's written, and a lot of what his work. Um, really focuses on is authentic, culturally responsive equity work. So his first book is called Culturally Responsive Education in the Classroom and Equity Framework for Pedagogy. And the thing I love about Yummy the most, besides the fact that dude is just funny, and I'm hoping we get him on Two Dope Teachers to come and talk, the thing I love about Yummy is that there's no checklist for equitable practice in classrooms. There's no list of items that if you get through the entire list, you have achieved equity in your work with kids and youth. There isn't a SMART goal around equity. Um, I mean, there is, but it's equity is one of those things that, like equitable teaching is one of those things that requires a level of consistency and constant reflection in order to really work. And if you're not doing the work, it's just not going to happen. It won't be sustained. And and so what Yemi really advocates for is artful thinking and, um, and work on one's own mind and identity as, as equitable practice. So it's a really beautiful thing. When that book comes out, y'all got to check it out. Go see it. Brilliant teaching. Um, and it's just got some brilliant stuff in it. And that really honestly set the tone for the week. Um, I think the week has been a really good week as I've kind of, you know, I've reached May. So 
I'm not going to lie to you all, like I'm really happy that the sun is out more. I'm trying to get a little bit more exercise, trying to eat a little bit better, trying to drink more water, trying to enjoy my Denver Nuggets. I mean, whoa, we got to do a whole episode to talk about the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns and uh, how game one was just a vibe, a whole vibe. It was really beautiful. Uh, Big NBA fan, if you don't know that already, I really am. Uh, I would say the vast majority of my tweets are actually about the Denver Nuggets um, and so on. I, um, I had a really good week in that way. Uh, got to play some pickup basketball at my alma mater, the Manual High School, on Wednesday morning. That was really fun. Uh, even when one of my teammates say, said, go guard that guy, he runs less. <laughs> good times. Uh, I'm not a young person anymore. I don't know how to turn off my damn phone notifications. It's super annoying. Um, I usually can't hear them, but now I can. It's weird. Hope you can't hear them, but whatever. Uh, it's authentic. And so, um, I think that, uh, you know, that as I try to do that stuff and try to live a little bit healthier, um, it's because what Yemi taught me last week is to really be true and clear about the role of joy and artfulness in one's life to, you know, Elliot Eisner, uh, wrote about these aesthetic, um, experiences within education, um, aesthetic meaning these feelings of beauty these feelings that touch the spirit these feelings that get to a spiritual identity and aren't always about the technical and operational aspects of of being an educator and beyond and so i think that that will just really touch me deeply um you know and so today uh you know, I also joined an over 40 men's soccer team, so I'm excited to go and play. I play here in a couple hours, and uh, believe me, you will know how it all went. Well, that's going to put a wrap on uh, this introductory uh, episode of the Chicano Logs. Uh, you know, I'll be back um, with guests. If you know of anybody, or if you are anybody who wants to be a part of this uh, grand experiment in the uh, in uh, education uh hit us up two dope teachers at gmail.com also feel free to jump in our dms on twitter or on instagram or on facebook to um to connect you know we're trying to build community here i'm trying really hard to find a path to myself um and a path to the rest of you um so until next time um stay beautiful stay brilliant stay connected uh stay yourself i'm gerardo muñoz we'll catch you in the next episode